0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 112 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. We count this as the last week of podcast immunity for Mr. Jeff. Next week, we're going to make sure he comes back and join us again so that the title will really ring true once more. Welcome back to our third, and this is the halfway installment of our FHC Summer Series, where we invite other people other than the aforementioned Jeff or Andy or Greg to share their journeys and insights with us. And this year we are continuing to be blessed with FHC members who are sharing their favorite scriptures and the impact that they have had on their lives. And today we look at two of them will be some of the most well-known and well-loved verses in the Bible. But before we begin, last week, of course, was week two. It featured Elizabeth Spinella, who was on the podcast in lieu of Doug and Elizabeth Spinella, (laughs) who actually gave the message, and they were speaking on Psalm 32.8. And the one thing I took away from that was Doug's statement that said, our fears are always worse than reality or at least God's reality. So that's something to hold with us as we go through our week and to remember that it's never as bad as we probably think it is. If you've missed any of our episodes or any of the messages, we would encourage you to find all of those. You can find everything you need in the episode notes by swiping up in iTunes or clicking on episodes at hospitalchurch.org podcast. And of course, the FHC mobile app is always your easiest way to find everything. FHC at hospitalchurch.org slash FHCAPP. Now on to this week, week three, and this featured Raina and Steve, Steve Reed and Raina Nobles, and they had a multitude of verses actually, so we won't go through them all (laughs) right away. But everything started off with John 3.16 and 3.17. I believe those were Steve's verses, and each week you never know what to expect when you have somebody new and you're kind of preparing Mm -hmm. and and they're speaking the, uh, the message that week. And it's weird when Andy is the unexpected portion of the message. So that was just an an oddity to me to see all three up front. But I can say without hesitation for this third week in a row that I've absolutely enjoyed and have been blessed by these messages. So thank you, Raina and Steve. I don't think able to make it today, but uh, thank you to Steve as well. So what drew you, Raina, to be willing to share these texts and their impact on your lives and a bit of your personal journey?
1: Well, I think that people can really relate to you and Mm. can relate to a story. I think everyone has a story to tell. And um, when you go and share some of your own story, then other people can relate to it as well. And that's why I did it, because these verses have impacted my life entirely. Mm.
0: Excellent. So now would you count yourself as an extrovert or an introvert? Because you seemed really, really comfortable up on the stage when you spoke. You, you, The things that you said were so eloquent and just seemed to flow naturally. And I've talked to you many times at church, so you just seemed like someone that's outgoing. So for someone that may be sitting there listening, thinking, oh, man, I don't think I could ever share my journey the way Reina did, what would you say? Well—
1: I am an extrovert. <laughs> believe it or not.
0: Yeah, surprise, surprise,
1: <laughs> surprise.
2: surprise. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it.
1: And I think that when you speak from the heart and you really go deep within yourself, mm-hmm. you can always find something that you can share with someone else that will deeply touch their heart as well.
2: And nobody can argue if you're sharing your story. Right. They can't say, oh, that's not true, or I don't believe that. It's exactly. like, no, oh, yeah, that's my story. It's not your story. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah.
1: We we all see the world from the prism of our own experiences, and those are my experiences.
0: That's true. I like it. Steve started off sharing John 3.16, and I liked how he said that John 3.16 was the cornerstone of our understanding as Christians, mm-hmm. and then he followed it up that God is love, and that John 3.17 is the realization that God didn't send Jesus to condemn the world. He went on to talk about Christians' tendency to maybe look down (laughs) on others and maybe and that same kind of stroke of down, the rest of it is pulling ourselves up to maybe be a little above things that are secular and really the dangers in that thinking. So how do we not let go of Jesus and what we believe? but yet be in the world, and like he said, but not of the world. He said that's a that's a really tricky line to walk sometimes. How do we balance that in everyday life?
1: Well, I think that is something that we have to uh, really keep in mind. I think that understanding God's love and the message behind it, I think that is a lifestyle. It can become a lifestyle, hmm. and is if you— bring it to mind every day, I think that eventually it just becomes part of you. And that's has been my own personal experience. So
0: That sounds lovely. I like that, how yeah. it just becomes part of you. But it does take us putting that on ourselves each day to remind ourselves and to be in that mode every single day, right?
1: Absolutely, because one of the things that we talked about on Sabbath was that, Love is something that is deliberate. It requires an action. It requires a choice. And so absolutely you have to put yourself in that frame of mind with the decision that
0: that's what you want to do. I am so glad that you said that. See, you, see she fits right in <laughs> she's, here. She, she's great. She was just coming right into where <laughs> we were headed next. Because, Renee, after we had talked initially about the John 3.16 and 3.17, you said that these texts tell you of God's love and that we need to be as deliberate about loving others as he is about loving us. And I was like, whoa, I like that, to think about it with that very specific term that we right. need to be deliberate. But that is way easier said than done, right? (laughs) What does deliberately loving others, what does that look like for you? How do you put yourself in that frame of mind and how do you put that into yourself each day to make up who Reina is and how she interacts with people to show Jesus' love?
1: Well... Growing up, I used to have a lot of anger, and so it was very easy for me to hit back or to be angry with people and not do it in a kind way. So loving God and having this loving relationship with him has given me the opportunity to every day to look at each person and see nothing but the face of Jesus. Mm. Okay, to me, every time that I get upset about anything, I really go back and say to myself, why is that happening? And you will always find that people have other reasons why perhaps they are doing things that might be upsetting to you. So to me, always have love and compassion.
0: That sounds like an honest conversation with yourself. Is that scary sometimes? Is that, that self-introspection like, ooh, I might not like what I see?
1: Oh, yes, it is. But one of the things that we didn't talk about in regards to love on okay. Saturday was that we talk about the love, that God is love, the very essence of love, and how that manifests in the relationship with God. And had that love manifest with the relationship we have with, with other others as well. Mm-hmm. However, one of the things we did not discuss, which I think is really important, is the love that we have for ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that love and respect that we have for us, not in a narcissistic type of way. Like, of course. Yes. Yeah. But being honest, being truthful with yourself, and understanding that since the beginning of time, God created you in His image. Mm. So how can I not love myself or at least respect myself?
2: And, wow. and sometimes we put ourselves down and beat ourselves up verbally or mentally.
1: Precisely. In,
2: and, instead of being compassionate with ourselves and treating ourselves with, with care.
1: Yes, that's what I usually tell some of my friends be kind to yourself. Yes. Yeah. Because we have a tendency to forget that. And it impacts how we feel about others because you cannot give something that you don't have. Yeah,
2: exactly. Chris, Kristen Neff's book on self compassion, I think we've mentioned it here in the we l- have, packets yeah. before, is a great work that helps, helps us be able to say, you know, why did I do that? And versus, mm-hmm. this, that was a stupid thing to do. To sort of investigate what was going on in my life. What happened? Did I skip breakfast this morning? Did, you know, <laughs> did, 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 sure. something, did something bad happen to me? Why did that go down that path versus beating ourselves up for it? So we we'd care for each other like we would care for someone else.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's that introspection that we do. I think is very important because the same way, for instance, if I were to have a stomach ache. I will say to myself, "Well, what did I eat? What right. happened to me mm-hmm. that I had this stomach?"
2: Good illustration. Okay,
1: and so when I am in that place when I feel threatening or not loving people, I always ask, "What's happening with you, Reina? Why are you doing that? Why are you feeling that way? Mm. And that usually gets me to the root of the problem, which sometimes has absolutely
0: nothing to do do with with the other
1: person.
2: Probably usually doesn't. (laughs) Exactly.
0: You know, that might have been right there the best piece of advice in all of our previous episodes we've ever had from someone that came on (laughs) was to really sit back. Because we can't love ourselves if we're not going to be honest and transparent with ourselves on the inside and be willing to say – you know what, I don't like that person or I'm having a problem with that person because there's something ugly in me. Maybe it's racism. Maybe it's narcissism. Maybe it's just a whole litany of things that we don't really want to admit. So if we're not going to admit those, then we're certainly not going to be able to address that problem and then treat them with love and compassion. So you kind of have to have both of those that you just talked about working in tandem. Oh, absolutely. That's great. I love that. Man, that was great. Well, since Steve (laughs) isn't here, we've reiterated our goal often here on the podcast to be a church without walls and using it kind of as a lens to focus what we teach, what we say, and maybe most importantly, what we do as a church to be sure that we're staying on track with what we really believe our mission to be, to be fully engaged in serving the people of our community. So Steve described, and I know that there was a story there (laughs) about uh, he had a part in that process. Strong part, it Sounded yes. like a strong mm-hmm. part. And he described a church without walls, and I think the natural assumption is that those walls need to be down because that's what's going to allow others in. But essentially... It's really that it allows us to go out. And he said it way, way, way more eloquently than I
2: just did. <laughs> with his radio voice.
0: <laughs> with that all going on with his radio voice. So I'll just take a quick opportunity to make sure, just really go back and watch that message because mm-hmm. there was a lot, a lot of simple but very effective wisdom that happened on the stage here this past week. So while we mo- most of us know that that was the intention and we try to live that in our day-to-day lives – why is it so important for us individually in a church community to not only understand that, but start to apply some of the principles Raina was just talking to to make that happen?
2: Right. It's getting outside of ourselves and going out thinking about others and sort of intentionalizing how we can love them, how we can serve them. And it doesn't have to be rocket science. I mean, we 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 say this and sometimes we think, oh, I've got to do this big thing. <laughs> yeah. It can be little simple ways in which we're able to bless other people and serve them that open up doors for conversations about uh, spiritual things, about love, about God, uh, and that can it, it just just an intentional return of our focus out beyond ourselves. I like the fact that Steve sees the without walls primarily as tearing down the walls so we can get out of here uh, and go out to the community.
0: <laughs> it, it really sets us free to do what we need to be doing. And like you mentioned about what when we realize that we have been created in God's image, this is part of the image that He created for us to yeah. be. Right.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Rainey, you also mentioned Colossians 3.23 as a verse, and you said that the essence of God is love and that he wants us to, again, be deliberate with him in our relationship. How can we show people that essence of God and that love, maybe particularly to someone who feels broken and sees God as the one of hellfire and brimstone that Steve spoke of early on? So someone that's maybe had a bad Uh, been left with a bad taste in their mouth with Christianity or maybe just a particular church community, Adventist or otherwise, what would you tell someone or how would you talk to someone or interact with someone that was in that place that you just saw was struggling and you maybe didn't, you know, maybe someone else has a friend that way and they just haven't found a good way to approach them. What would you do in that situation?
1: Well, I think that one of the things that Jesus used to do, it was to walk into a person's space and get to know about them so then he could take them by the the hand Mm. and walk out with them. Okay. So I think that as we uh, look to really give the message or make someone else feel comfortable, we have to show them first that those feelings that they have perhaps are different now or should be different because mm-hmm. maybe that was one experience that they had. And unfortunately, you know, one b- bad experience sure. can really
0: uh, hurt for a long, long time. Hmm. Just getting that, kind of helping them along that transparency journey of little self-introspection. Right. Maybe reliving that and maybe helping them work through that. Right, exactly. But you have to be in a place of trust, right, to, to get that close. Is that a conversation we have with... Only someone we've known for a while, or?
1: Well, one of the things that I have found is that we do not listen that much.
0: Oh. Okay? Uh oh.
1: And I think that we are so busy sometimes talking about what is in our head or what we want to say or what we want. Uh, to tell people not to do, Hmm. that we forget to really carefully listen to what they are saying. Because if you listen to what people are saying, then you are demonstrated to them that, number one, you love them. Mm -hmm. You care. Okay? All these things that that you develop in the relationship with Jesus yeah. like for instance faith and trust you develop it with the same with that individual as well and consequently they will eventually learn to trust you and be able to share with you and know that you are not a
0: threat to them and that you're a safe place that's right oh man i'm telling you this uh, she's good she, she is really good <laughs> that kind of advice and that kind of wisdom and just simple, but just putting it all in perspective so that when you hear it, you're like, oh, you of know Of course. I don't, of course. Of course. I don't listen <laughs> enough. I talk too much. I'm not doing this. And that is, of course, alienating people or not at least, maybe not alienating, but certainly not inviting them into the safety of Jesus' love that I'm really in my head, I'm wanting to give, but my <laughs> actions are not saying I'm a safe place to be. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Well... You know, we could be here all day because I'm pretty sure no matter what I ask, I'm going to get a really great answer from Raina. But if, unfortunately, as always, we, we are quickly, quickly, <laughs> quickly running out of time. And so one of our FHE takeaways this week asked, how might your life improve with more time reflecting on God's perfect love for you? And how would it change your love for others? Of course, this isn't one that you're probably going to come up with a <laughs> – two-sentence or a three-sentence answer, but this is something more to meditate on. And as you go about your your daily prayer life and your time with God or just your thoughts in general, something to keep in mind as you kind of mull over this past week's message and everything that we talked about and just think about how you can be more intentional with your listening and which in turn will be more intentional with your loving. So, our final thoughts this week, and you know, Steve's not here, so I guess it was just great that I had chosen something from what Raina said to (laughs) fill out our final thoughts. And this is a paraphrase of a a few thoughts from Raina. And she basically said that sharing a little of our life story will hopefully inspire those listening to search out their own verses, their own inspiration from God, keep it in their hearts, and let that change them, leading them to action. And just along with that last takeaway, Mm -hmm. take those two pieces this week and just think about how a little extra time or a little extra thought, a little extra honesty with yourself might change that for the better this week. So. Raina, thank you so much. Thank you. For your message, for driving all the way here from Claremont to be with us here on the podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Steve, I'm sorry that we missed you, and I hope you get a chance to listen because we really did appreciate your message along with Raina's and Andy's together. It was very, very thought provoking and. Really heart touching. So, upcoming this week is going to be part four of the Text Me series, and David Banks. David right? Banks,
2: Second uh, Corinthians five eighteen and nineteen, I believe, are his verses. Those are the verses. You know what those are
0: off the top of your head? Uh, I didn't look at uh, them.
2: New creatures in Christ, Ooh. and reconciles with God. So, uh, we're in for some good some good sharing. Uh, there's some videos.
0: There's some interesting music. It'll be a it'll be a great service. Well, I have no doubt, because if you are not acquainted with David Bakes, take it from me, you're not going to want to miss his thoughts and message, no matter how that comes out and what medium he chooses, you're definitely not going to want to miss. You'll him.
2: smile before the service is over.
0: <laughs> I have no doubt. If you don't, there, there's, probably, there's probably an Amazon gift card. If you, say, if you can honestly say that you made it through the message and you didn't smile once, send me a message, podcast hospitalchurch.org, and I'll get you another $10 Amazon gift card. All right. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you to Raina, Steve, Andy, and Tom. Um, for coordinating the schedules for mine this week on a, on a late night here. And do join us again next Wednesday for episode 113. Thank you for listening and have a great week.